this is the Pie Boy Podcast. What's up? It's the Pie Boy Podcast, and this is KC uh, for episode 122, half of my favorite number, 44, which I've been seeing that number everywhere. And I know there's uh, there's a th- there's things to back that up, um, theories, ideas. I know there's something in meditation I've heard. When you get locked onto this thing, you start to see it everywhere, and yeah, 44. It's been popping up a lot, and it makes sense. Been big life changes for me recently. I just had a baby boy. He's here, and it's amazing and I couldn't be happier and just grateful life life is crazy it seems like so much life is taken away these days but there's also life popping up and I'm grateful that my family has a new member and has some new life and speaking of that whenever this happens and I feel like I'm on this cycle again um, my daughter was born almost four years ago around this time I was having these same kinds of things going on feeling nostalgic but also tapping back into my writing and the things that helped me get through and tuning into that wavelength that is pie boy incorporated sparky my poetry my storytelling whatever voice little thing in my head that I'm able to pick up on or out in bigger than me it's something bigger than me it's not it's something in my head that helps me pick up on this thing i don't know what it is but in these moments even though i'm tired as fuck and i have dad brain so bad like leaving my phone going to the store forgetting to do little things forgetting to do big things just sleep deprived but you know what it's worth it and it's only temporary and it's okay but speaking of these things tapping into the creativeness thinking about my seventh grade english teacher i don't know what it is it just came out of nowhere and I, people ask me about poetry oh how long have you been into poetry and i've just thought about it myself where did it start where did it come from why do i have this thing that speaks to me with poetry because it's not normal uh, if you listen to more of this podcast than the last 10 episodes, if you listen to 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 back, hear more about my life, you'd be like, yeah, poetry probably didn't make sense or was part of anything that he was a part of. But guess what? That's not true. Like poetry, yeah, maybe I didn't have any poets or poetry in my house, but we were poetry, if you know what I'm saying, what I'm putting down. So <clears throat> that being said, it just been feeling nostalgic thinking of tracing roots and thinking about those things and trying to honor those things and find inspiration and new life and one of those people i realized is my seventh grade english teacher mr piawati who is this dude that god bless him out in malala oregon malala middle school 2000 2001 school year i'm in seventh grade language arts it's my introduction to poetry and that dude he did it for me. He got me interested. And even though my friends were such jackasses and illiterates and just goofballs, wasting time thinking language arts is a waste of time, I was paying attention. I was a sponge back there, taking it in. 
and telling my friends at lunch like they didn't know what they're talking about like poetry is cool man i remember learning about onomatopoeia specifically from mr piawati and being like oh yeah and i raised my hand and people laughed at me and i was like oh yeah it's the sound it's a, it's a word that it when you say it it's it's sound like it becomes its sound and like thinking about comic books and i said hey i used to watch the old batman movies and read the comics and things and they would do that they would have the words that sound uh there's when you say them it it just has like a sound attached to them that's a terrible explanation i'm so tired but you know what i'm talking about pow bang zoom things like that and yeah i owe a lot to him he planted a seed and i appreciated it and people laughed at me and even my best buddy lumpy laughed at me but in the end he knew i was serious and i was proud that i found a thing that i i could be proud of called poetry and my poem actually comes from this poem uh writing challenge for the month it's from day 25 and a couple poems behind to be honest but I, i've got my ideas i'm gonna write when i get the time in between taking care of my my babies and my honey um, but this is an interesting one. Uh, you're supposed to have like a line or a few lines. It's not so much about the poem itself. It's about the form. And the form is weird. It's it's a poem written as cliff notes. And this really just struck me. Like, whoa, this is really interesting. Because usually cliff notes are you're reading like a somebody's uh, memoir, reading a, a nonfiction thing about outliers by Malcolm Gladwell and things like that. And there'd be notes about data or studies that back up the theories and the ideas in the book. And you have cliff notes like, oh, one, uh, this study was done in 1994 and blah, 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 blah. So you take that idea and you turn it into a poem. And for me, the first thing that popped in my head was, because I'm feeling nostalgic, the history of the poet, uh, my history. I've been doing this for a while, and that's okay. I've been working in the shadows, and there's reasons why, and there's reasons why I'm not going to tell you, and it doesn't matter. I'd just rather work and hone my craft. Well, this is uh, Cliff Notes, The History of a Poet. 2001, Mr. Piawati's seventh grade English class, my introduction to poetry, gave me the foundation for the rest of my life. Didn't realize that till now. He planted a seed, published my first poem, and hung it up outside his class, seventh grade hall. Proud. Maybe I can do this. Oh, you think you're a poet, huh? Yes, Lumpy, I do. He smiled. Two. 2012. Lead writer. Intern at an event production company. Blogging about their events and created an open mic. They asked me to read. The camera guy, Daniel, looked deep into my eyes and asked, Are you a spoken word poet? And I said, What's that? And the rest is history. Three. 2010. First open mic. It was a project for my undergrad senior inquiry class. 
University studies with randos, writers, artists, and other majors. Writing and community. Did an open mic to share classwork and collect cans for the food pantry on campus. Read some things. The MC called my mustache the best in town. So many nerves. Four. 2009. Poem comes to me in the PSU library. Kicks starts something new wavelength tapped into a higher power still don't know where the words came from thankful they keep coming five 2011 waiting for the bus late on the late in the evening after class leaning on a lamppost watching drunkards and bums talk fast and slick on northwest burnside Words blasted into my brain, and all I can do was pull out my tiny pocket notebook and dictate something from another plane. Things will never be the same. I can't turn it off. Just hold on and ride this thing into the sun. 6. 2013. After... 13 open mics and some change, and years of writing poems and telling stories, 2009 to 2012, I decided to self-publish a book. Kickstarter, in fact. I designed the whole thing. Couldn't get... Could have got some editing help. No doubt. I do it through the self-publishing program at Pals with the Espresso Book Machine. Something changes with management deal doesn't go through they don't end up putting my book on the small press self shelf a scary woman with a thick russian accent tells me i don't know what i'm talking about i sneak my books in place them on the shelf and get banned from pals for 90 days i still have the letter i went back two weeks later had to pick up a gift. It was torture. Man. There's so many things that I could write about where I've been on this journey. And I do it to remind myself. Like, go back and think about this. Stuff. And sometimes I forget. I really do. But when I see uh, people I look up to like documentaries about them and them talking about the the grind and the grind being real and all those things. Sometimes you get caught up in comparing yourself to them or comparing yourself to other people that say they're grinding because everybody fucking says they're grinding. But then I remember, even back then, over 10 years ago, when I just... 2011 when I decided to call myself a professional poet and even before that I think I've been a poet my whole life honestly I just didn't know how to fucking use it um, but I knew right then and there that like you had to work and no matter what like so many people talk and say they're poets and say they're writers but not a lot of those motherfuckers write I know it for a fact I've been there too and I faked it till I made it. And I also faked it till I didn't make it. And that's what happened with this book, to be honest. And I'm not going to say a whole bunch. There's so much I could say here. But I epically failed my first book. I learned a lot. Um, 
try to self-publish it. Some weird things happened with pals. This guy was helping me the whole time and was doing a great job. I paid money to get do this publishing program and get my book on the shelves. That was my, my dream. Just getting pals. And I was so close. And something happened. Yeah, I don't know. He said one week, like right after I had finished and things had been printed and I'm about to like go drop stuff off and start selling my book at Pals, like the dream. And he said, oh, man, I'm I got a new job. I'm moving here like this person's going to help you with the transition. Well, that didn't happen. God bless him. But the transition was terrible. And this woman, I just remember telling me in this thick accent, like, I, you don't know what you're talking about. You didn't, there's no proof. And I was like, I, my emails, emails are proof. And I remember trying to talk to the other small press guy who I like really look up to. And like, I don't know how much he was involved or even knew about it. And I just, I, I read his book and I was just like, couldn't believe it. And I was so hurt. And I <laughs> just went and put my books on the shelf. I took like 10 of them and said, you know what? You s you're going to go back on your word. And I said, I'm going to put my books in here. They have the, the code. I don't care if people buy them. People are going to try to buy them probably, maybe. But I hope they just take them at this point. And I get a letter not that long. I kind of forgot about it. I got a letter and they're like, please don't ever do that again. So people tried to people tried to buy my book at Pals when it wasn't technically officially for sale through them. And blue it just cracks me up. And there's original, there's over a hundred original copies floating around in the ether somewhere. From here to, I think somebody in London bought one, San Francisco, but mostly Portland. Um, open letter to the man, book of spoken word poetry by Sparky Swain, Casey James Swain. Poems 2009 to 2012, a lot of gems in there. Um, yeah, there was some bad stuff. I definitely need help editing and that's okay i've learned my lesson take my time now and get the help i need um but not mess it up too much um yeah i don't know where this stuff really comes from like the poem saying those poems just coming to me i swear to god that happens and i i used to tell my wife and you can ask her if you ever talk to her and some of my friends, I'll tell them the same thing. I don't know where this is, but I don't know where this came from, but I have to write it down. Like, give me a second. Give me five minutes. And that's when I'm not trying, but when I'm trying and tapping into that stuff, it gets really fun. And then other times when I try to sit down and write a haiku out of the blue, I couldn't do it. And I can't really explain that. I could do it, but it's going to take a lot more work. It might take me two weeks. But then all of a sudden some shit just popped into my head and I wrote it down and I didn't mess with it. And that feels like me, my best work. I don't know what that is, man. I got to talk to the experts someday. <clears throat> my favorite, when I would, it was rhythm logic, y'all. I look it up, rhythm logic and looking at just being around people, around all these characters and movement and just life and experience, something comes out of that. And if you turn into that rhythm, that energy, it can help you break out 
creatively help you break out of whatever little funk you're in in your own world and see that the world's so much bigger and once that happens like i don't know some kind of formula for awareness maybe what else can i say uh words or songs of the week i really really want to shout out my buddy does raps the blues i love this guy um local guy but also portland guy but also spends time in oakland um a cali guy uh vibe wise just love his writing love what he's doing he's the rap god man like i don't know a lot of dudes are writing better than him and freestyling better than him and going deeper than him his words are meaningful and <clears throat> his song from it coming up from his new album circus net is just stuck in my head man and i love it and it just proves again um great writer spoken word artist rapper rap god whatever you want to call it and those things you tune in and appreciate and use those things as inspiration you never know you might find your own shit and that's why i really love his stuff it helps me find my stuff but it also is good hip-hop it's got the seal of, of approval from your guy um i don't know and i said i only i did 13 open mics that was with my little crew that was like safe but i also did more open mics and i, I probably changed this poem this poem will change a little bit there's some things that i like make more clear but i did these open mics that i kind of helped produce with randos a lot of freaking creeps and a lot of uh trustafarians trust fund kids doing thinking they're artists and stuff um, a lot of fake people and also real people <clears throat> but i did i went I used to go to the portland poetry slam and do open mics there too and those ones pushed me harder those ones pushed me further that's where i've met people like alex dang and uh, manifest destiny and johnny no bueno and uh, so many different people and knew right then and there i had to find my own style and my own voice within these people if i wanted to have clout and to have a, a seat at the table and whatever it was and yeah man i've been grinding I'm grinding we're way past ten thousand hours we're way past 10 years um just doing it and if you don't know now you know and I'm just going to be out here doing it. You got to come find me because I've already found you. I know what you're about. Happy hunting. Happy life. Be safe. Make good choices. Do better. Be kind. Be grateful. Till next time.